like to have conflict. I know what it's like to hate. It's interesting when you look at the Latin conflictus, you see an act of striking together or clashing with. Striking together or clashing with. You can get the picture of fencing, being on opposing sides, jousting, striking together, clashing. Except this isn't a game like fencing would be. It's not a sport. Even though there are some who actually view it as sport. Because if they can get you upset, they have control of you. Well, that's June Hunt with an interesting illustration about conflict. Conflict is something that many of us try to avoid. But if we avoid conflict, how can resolution take place, if that's the best thing for the relationship? Today on Hope for the Heart, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. So let's get back to June as she shares a personal story about conflict. A number of years ago, I saw some plaques that I bought and put in my laundry room. They were real letters from children to God. Dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family, and I can never do it. <laughs> Dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different camp this year. <laughs> Dear God, maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each other so much if they had their own rooms. It works with my brother. <laughs> Dear God, if we come back as something... Please don't let me be Jennifer Horton because I hate her. Did you ever hate anyone as a child? I remember hating somebody in particular in my grade in school. This person was so irritating and so snooty and all. And I remember thinking I did not want to go to a girl's school beginning in ninth grade. But I thought at least I will get away from her. At least that is the one bonus. That's the one advantage. First day at school, it, it was hard for me to go because I really didn't want to do it, but I was trying to have a positive attitude. There was. I could not believe it. And for the next four years, we were together. It sure made a difference. Several years later, when I learned that indeed I needed a changed life, I truly had hatred. I have seen her, by the way, in my adult years, not often, but every great once in a while, and I just smile. <laughs> and I do something, by the way. I do something when I see her. Because, see, I don't know what's going on in her life. But I know I had a changed life through Christ. And I know that's what she needs. So instead of focusing on her fault... When I think of her or see her, because there are those class reunions, when I see her or think about her, immediately I turn it into a prayer that whatever would be necessary would take place for her to come to see her need for the Lord Jesus Christ in her life. That protects my heart from bitterness. I have learned that I can be bitter just like anybody because there were a number of years when I carried severe bitterness not just with someone I saw at school I know what it's like to have conflict I know what it's like to hate 
let me give a basic definition. A conflict is a disagreement, struggle, or battle over opposing issues or principles. It's interesting when you look at the Latin conflictus, you see an act of striking together or clashing with. Striking together or clashing with. You can get the picture of fencing, being on opposing sides, jousting, striking together, clashing. Except this isn't a game like fencing would be. It's not a sport. Even though there are some who actually view it as sport. They love to rile you up. They love to get your goat. It's their game because if they can get you upset, they have control of you. When you look at the Greek word for conflict, it's very interesting. It's agon. Our English word agony is derived from the Greek agon. And originally it was a place of conflict, but it was really a place of contest, like the Olympics. And later it came to be the actual contest itself, not just the place. And later the derivative of the word, it just became to mean a conflict of any kind. And Paul said, it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. There's one thing you ought to see in this particular verse, a conflict that Paul had and that he still has. I would love to tell you, I would love to be able to, with confidence, assure you that one day all of your conflicts will cease and be no more. I don't read that in scripture. That is not accurate. So what do we need to know? In this world you will have, Jesus said what? Trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, you may be hit with trouble, but you do not have to be defeated with trouble. Some people say, well, look, but if, if I'm going for conflict resolution, then why wouldn't it all be over? Why would it not be ultimately resolved and there be reconciliation? I would just say, to understand these two words, reconciliation and resolution, resolution is finding an answer. You see the word solve, you're trying to get an answer. And so there are answers as to how you deal with certain people. Reconciliation, however, is 100% restoration to harmony. There are people who will not allow you to reconcile, but you can come to a resolution within yourself and you do not have to be controlled by the dysfunction, by the unhealthiness, by the sin of another person. I remember one time trying so hard, I kept trying, 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 in, in a situation I was, I was trying to get the relationship at peace and pleasant. And finally someone said, June, it will never work. I thought, no, no, you're wrong. No, no, because if I try hard enough, I, I'm, I'm going to try. And then, then we can both be at peace. This friend of mine said, June, if you 
were to do everything you could, no matter what, that would mean that she would have to give up her power. And she's more power-oriented. So if she can be down on you, keep putting you down, then she feels powerful. It's kind of like the seesaw. If somebody can push you down, they rise up. So some people are not wanting reconciliation. Can you be at peace with that? Can you understand that some people are not whole in their hearts? Some people will not allow for healing. If you are listening to me thinking, I have come to figure out exactly how I can be sure that we have reconciliation, I cannot guarantee that. There are building blocks, there are certain things we can do to move that direction. But reconciliation takes two. Forgiveness takes one. You can forgive a person. Reconciliation takes two. There can be a resolution that you can have. It may not be everything you want. But just think about how Jesus must have felt when he was on earth. He knew what he could have done in every single person's life that intersected his life, that he touched, that he was face to face with. He knew what he could do. And he was speaking truth. And here was God in the flesh. God who had become a human being. And so no matter how much truth he spoke, everyone did not respond. I say this because I don't want you beating up on yourself. Saying, oh, I guess it's my fault. See, this is what I hear. It's my fault. It must be my fault that we're not reconciled. There's a scripture that says, as far as it is possible with you be at peace with everyone Romans 12 as far as it is possible with you be at peace with everyone in other words God in his words is acknowledging not everyone will allow you to be at peace with them because they're not at peace now you can be at peace in your heart and sometimes that's what you have to do you have to evaluate okay if Jesus wasn't destroyed because of the terrible things that people did to him how can I then not be destroyed? What do I do so that I won't be consumed with bitterness? I think an issue is for you to realize that everybody will not be where you want them to be. Some people will choose not to change. But you don't know who the people are who are going to choose never to change. I will give you one word of caution, and it has served me so well. Never, ever, ever put somebody in cement. You'll never change. I hate that. That's an inflammatory thing to me. It's not that I have the ability to change, but God can sure change me. So watch your words as I've had to watch my words. Be aware that, yes, at times we do need to change. And the situation needs to change. But that doesn't mean that it can never, ever be changed. Well, that scripture from Romans 12 tells us so much about conflict resolution in just a few short words. As far as it is possible with you, be at peace with everyone. This is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. She's sharing biblical principles and practical help for conflict resolution. More about conflict resolution can be found at hopefortheheart.org. Right now, let's get back to June as she shares a pre-recorded phone conversation with her live audience. It's with a man who is trying to resolve a pretty significant conflict within his family. Let's listen. I've been caregiving for my parents for 15 years. Wow. And I've got 
absolutely no help from my siblings. So you have a sister or brother? Sister. Is she in the same city? Different part of the state. The reason she has not been of help? Every time I talk to her about it, there's a different excuse. Recently, when I took my mother to the hospital, she came in with fraudulently obtained powers of attorney, used them to abduct my mother, take her out of county, dump her in a nursing home where she never wanted to be, got her declared incompetent, and has been committing mail theft or fraud, credit card fraud, stealing her bank accounts. Oh out and closing them, causing checks to bounce from coast to coast. Okay, let's get practical here. There is such a thing as elder abuse. What is this sister doing? Taking power of attorney. Taking power of attorney, and he's had it, and she's done it fraudulently. Where do you go from there? You think this is a conflict? How long has he been caregiving his mother? Fifteen years. And what is often the reason why somebody gets power of attorney? Money. Money. Somehow being able to access what that person doesn't have without the power of attorney. It is painful. If you were on the line with him, what kinds of things would you say? Isn't there some legal? I mean, it's illegal to do that. It, It is illegal, yes. You could go to... The police, an attorney. Okay, police. There are attorneys. You have to think outside of what you would normally do because you're not typically in that situation. It's amazing how many avenues actually are open that people don't think about. That's what I'm wanting us to do just in this short call. I want us to realize that at times there will be a a genuine conflict and you need to go beyond and be able to give practical help to someone who literally feels their hands are tied behind their backs. I've been to that agency and I've gotten no help. Who has power of attorney? Well, I previously had power of attorney and she pulled out these powers of attorney. She took my mother into signing right after my father died five years ago. My mother said she didn't realize what she was signing. And so we immediately did new power of attorneys to revoke her powers of attorney. But she's using her revoked powers of attorney anyway. So you have sought to report this. Mm -hmm. Who did you report it to? I reported to the police. I reported to Adult Protective Services. Adult Protective Services. That's what they're supposed to be in existence for. You would think so. I came right out and asked them finally, if you're not here for this kind of stuff, what are you here for? And they said... I don't remember. They didn't appreciate my question. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry. I know this breaks your heart. So now your mom is where? First she took her to a nursing home. That was bad enough. Now she's taking her out of the nursing home to her home and is trying to keep me from seeing her or talking to her by phone. And yet you actually have power of attorney. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you think of where else you could go? District attorney. District attorney. Yes. There are some times when you will meet a brick wall, but don't be limited by that. Any other place you can think of besides the district attorney? Attorney general. Attorney general. Judge. Judge. If he knew some people that his sister respected, like maybe there would be someone that could get to her in a way he couldn't say the same thing. You're talking about mediation, try to mediate this or yes, that's true. 
Obviously, this person in the ethics department is sorely lacking. What Paul did when he was arrested, he appealed to Caesar, meaning he appealed to a higher authority. I'm going to mention some higher authorities when you're not getting due representation, responsiveness, a family attorney, one who practices Mm -hmm. family law. You've gone to the police. Sometimes it's getting somebody else in the police department. Whoever you get first may not be the right person. Another would be your local district attorney's office. A friend of mine, her mother was a part of the staff of a congressman, and that's all she did. She just dealt with these kinds of issues. She could get action in behalf of the congressman to help facilitate getting what is wrong righted. Have you thought about going to or placing a call or writing a letter or a combination of, and I would do a combination, to your local congressman? Never thought of it. You could try the senator's office because they have staff that deal with these issues. Okay. It's important for you to try these avenues of appeal. Okay. Did you ask Elder Protective Services their suggestion of what you can do? I didn't think to ask them like that. I just tried to get them to do something. I got to see my mother one time at their house, and they had me locked out of the house for about 45 minutes before they let me in. And when I saw her, she had a huge big welt on her forehead. It looked like somebody hit her in the head with a sledgehammer. Oh, oh. And that I would break getting, my heart. Mm-hmm. And when I started asking questions, I started getting no answer from my sister and three different answers from her three different children as to what happened. And so mm-hmm. I tried to get adult protective services out there. It took them a week to get out there, and then they said that once they did go out there, they couldn't tell me any of their findings. Well, that report will be on file. Even if you think they won't take action, why is it important? To build a file. To build a file. What does that mean? That means you document everything. You document it and you have it documented with an attorney or the police mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. so that you can go back and build the case. That's right, exactly. I hate that we are in a litigious world, but the, the fact is abuse does take place. And there are various levels of conflict. What we have to say is, okay, if it deals with something in the legal realm, then you can literally continue to contact in order to build the file. And then many times what you find is someone else will come later and report something very similar. And then they'll go, oh, wait a minute, we had it here, we had it here. So it's important. Don't just assume Well, there's nothing I can do. That's so often our our mindset. Well, who am I? I'm just one person. I can't do anything about somebody else who's having a horrible conflict. And you may be far more important in God's handiwork here as, as he's wanting to move to a point of solution. You may be very significant in this area. So that if indeed there's another report, For example, there was someone who talked with me about reporting childhood sexual abuse in regard to her brother, and she was not sure whether to do anything. And I said, what would make you feel 10 years from now that you did the right thing? She said, reporting it. I said, well, 
what are you going to do? Then she said, I'm going to report it, because she didn't want to make waves. Well, the truth is she knew it was right to report. Well, nine months later, there was a report by somebody else in regard to abuse. And so because of her initial report, Mm -hmm. on top of this other report, there were grounds and the father was removed from the home and the children then were dealt with on a personal, compassionate basis. So don't feel that that one time of reporting is wasted. Mm -hmm. Just pray for truth to come to the surface. Heavenly Father, would you give extraordinary supernatural discernment, pave the way for him, prepare the hearts of those who could be of help in this situation and protect his mother. Ultimately, may truth and justice prevail. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our hearts are with you. You continue to hang on to God's hope. Well, family can be taxing, and June has given us some help for those challenging times. This is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. You know, conflict is going to happen. We've seen it on a larger scale recently. But conflict is going to happen in your family, your workplace, your friendships, and even with people you don't know. To help you face the conflicts in your life using a biblical foundation, there's a great download that's free on our website, hopefortheheart.org. Or discover more of what the Bible says about resolving conflict and find practical guidance in our Keys for Living on this topic. That website again is hopefortheheart.org or call and talk with one of the men or women in our Hope Care Center. That number is 800-488-HOPE. Again, 800-488-4673. Now, let's go back to June. Are you afraid of conflict? In your vocabulary, is conflict spelled T-R-O-U-B-L-E? I'll have to admit, my natural tendency is to do anything to avoid conflict. Yet, as I think about the serious conflicts I've had in my own life, I see times of greater personal growth than if the conflicts hadn't existed at all. Because of these difficult relationships, I became aware of lessons I needed to learn, not only about others, but more importantly, about changes that needed to be made in my own attitude and actions. Had everything been peaceful, I honestly don't believe I would have stretched my way of thinking or changed as I needed to change. Years ago, I heard this insightful statement, never to disagree at all is a sign not of love, but of indifference. Growing through conflict. Now, that's a perspective we probably don't think about when we're having trouble with someone. As I mentioned, our new keys for living on this topic of conflict resolution can be found at hopefortheheart.org. Now, we know that life has been different lately, and Hope for the Heart is here to help you, and to help you help others with spiritual and emotional health. Here's more. Do you know someone who is down and going through a tough time? Is someone you know hurting and you don't know how to help? The 50 topics covered in the Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook may be just what you need to help others. It's our gift to you when you become a partner with Hope for the Heart. We want to help you begin your ministry of hope, Our best-selling resource, Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook, will equip you to share biblical insight and practical help with those around you. Your reoccurring monthly gift of $30 will not only equip you to help others, your regular financial support allows us 
to multiply God's hope to a hurting world. You can start this partnership today by calling 800-488-HOPE or go to hopefortheheart.org slash handbook. That's 800-488-HOPE or go to hopefortheheart.org slash handbook. Well, thank you for sharing hope with others. And thank you for responding to this giving opportunity. That website again is hopefortheheart.org. For June Hunt, I'm Joe Wolf. Join us on Facebook for daily access to biblical hope and practical help. June has her own Facebook page, and there's a page for Hope for the Heart. And remember, there is hope no matter the circumstance. We'll be back here tomorrow, so join us then right here on Hope for the Heart.